Okay, well, welcome back, faithful listeners and friends and newcomers and anyone else who may be hearing this. Um, welcome to the Cabin Log, episode 13. I'm going to call it the inverted episode, and I'll get to why in a second here. <coughs> but the, re- the, the reason I haven't posted in a while is because, well, I last... I last did an episode in April, and we're in November now, so it's about, what is it, seven months? Four, five, six, yeah, whatever, seven months. And um, I haven't had my, A, it's been just a weird seven months, you know, I'm not like I'm getting used to a new style of living and being in a new, a new old place. But also, I just haven't had my my equipment set up. It just hasn't, you know, not being at the cabin, having a lot of time, you know, it's, I just it hasn't really felt right. So, um, but when I I last recorded that episode, um, I had just come back to the cabin in in March after the start of this whole Corona scare, and was you know, uncertain, was kind of getting back on my feet there. I got my goats back. I got some chickens. I raised a bunch of new guineas and birds to deal with the tick population and whatnot. I was just like, here we go again, you know? After having called that whole thing, that whole experiment, quits. So I don't know if we'll call that one. We'll see what my work output is as far as this podcast, you know, as far as this goes, but... Maybe that'll be season one, and if I continue with the cabin log, we'll just call it season two and see how things go and if that makes sense. But um, the inverted episode, yeah. So I'm in Coconut Grove, Miami, Florida. I'm in a condo looking out at the bay, Um, looking at the cloudy sky, beautiful view, looking at a bunch of sailboat masts, dinner key, dinner key marina. And so obviously this is, the, for those of you that have listened, this is the first episode that's going to be recorded outside of the cabin. But I still think thematically and just, you know, it is the cabin log episode because I'm just feeling like I have a lot to process and a lot to kind of think about um, relating to my time that I spent in season one in the last like you know year and a half well it'll be two years actually and thanksgiving it'll be two years since i like up and left miami so we're nearing the two-year anniversary of me up and moving to the cabin which then inspired me to to start recording a podcast but it's weird you know why record here well to be completely honest i just got off of um about a week at the cabin and about four or five days into that week I said man you know this kind of feels like I have you know I'm starting to feel (coughs) that feeling of like you know there's a lot to get out it's time to sit down record a new episode but I had brought some of my gear back home to Miami and I say home to Miami but I guess we're gonna touch on that um 
I had brought some gear back to Miami, so I didn't really have a setup. And I didn't just want to record on my cell phone. You know, I like the decent audio quality. You could hear the construction noise in the back. To prove I am indeed here in the city. A weird city, but a city. Um, so yeah, so I didn't end up recording. I could have recorded this, sat down, recorded at the cabin, but I felt... Uh, one thing led to another and I didn't. And so here I am. I'm like, I just got back home yesterday afternoon. Um, did some, did some work, did some things this morning, settled in and I feel like I'm striking while the iron's hot as far as like a lot of ideas and a lot of feelings of like, you know, where am I? What's the difference between there and here? Like, how does it feel? Blah, 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 blah. So that's why we're here. So, that's the inverted episode, and, well, I guess I should just briefly talk about the past week where I was just up at the cabin. Um, I had the best time. I've been up a few times since having left again in May. So, to recap, two Thanksgivings ago, I went to the cabin. Since a few months into that, I started the cabin log. And I recorded a few episodes, um, got the goats, got the chickens, and did that whole thing. And around New Year's Day, my I believe on New Year's Day, my goats gave birth, five uh, kids, all delivered well and healthy, thank God. And I said, I've had enough of this shit, I need to get back, I'm too socially strained, you know, next time I want to do this with a partner, blah, 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 blah. I learned my lesson, but, you know, it was all good. And I came back to Miami in January. <clears throat> and January, February was getting used to things and, you know, you know, correcting all the wrongs that had built up over the, the previous years back in Miami and tried to start anew. And <clears throat> just as I was hitting a stride, February... Uh, this Corona thing starts up and when it starts getting serious and we get the fear put into us that things are going to lock down, I said, screw this. <laughs> I don't, if I'm not, you know, I live in a condo, I don't want to be riding in elevators and with this fear and everything's going to be locked down. And, you know, that means my work is going to be slowed down. So might as well be back up in at the cabin. I could just do, you know, I always have stuff up there to do and it'll just be safer and nicer and people go nuts. I'll be, I'll be safer and ready for it. So I did that March, April, May. And then once things opened up in May, I said, I got work to do back in Miami and came back and that was that. So Since then, I've been back to the cabin, like I said, about three or maybe four times. Little trips, though. Little three-day trips, little weekend trips. And I think I did one, like, five-day trip or something like that, you know. But this last week was, like, a good solid trip, you know. And I felt like I finally, you know, got back into the flow of being there. You know, I saw a lot of people that I used to see. And it was just, like, a really good trip. Um... It was hunting season, you know, hunting season started, so that was like my impetus to get up there. Having not hunted in a while, I wanted to do that. And so I started going out into the woods, like just before sundown, setting up and just looking for deer randomly, which isn't a very good method for hunting, but whatever. Um, 
it was good just to get out there. I would pack out my, just for kicks, I packed out my rifle um, on my dirt bike and would just ride out down the road and just pick a little trail to shoot off on, find a little clearing and just post up. And it's just fun. It's adventurous. You know, you're in the, <coughs> excuse me, you know, you're in the backwoods and it's beautiful and it's nice. No deer though. But then I reached out to my neighbor, um, my neighbor's girlfriend, and she said she's been seeing a nice buck on the property there, and she invited me to come hunt with her. So I went to hunt with her a couple nights, and lo and behold, first night out there, I see a beautiful buck, uh, probably the eight point she mentioned. I didn't get a chance to count. And to my... uh, disgrace (laughs) not really it's not that disgraceful but you know I'm kind of kicking myself now for not having taken the shot I had a pretty close shot on the sucker and was just waiting for it to get out into a more open area it was behind some brush and I could have taken a shot through the brush but I said you know what it's about to open up in this field well what it did was as soon as it stepped out into the clearing it did this cute little jump hop skip and a jump dance and just darted off to where the does were. So no shot on that one. And at that point I had tried to get closer again, but it was just so far. So I missed a good shot. Could have taken a good shot one night out, would have had a nice buck. But in a way I'm glad I didn't because I later learned that that buck has been coming around and the owner of the property, my neighbor Rich, and the other people that are involved with that property Kind of, kind of have viewed it <clears throat> as almost like a pet, and it felt just like kind of a cheap hunt. It just depends who you ask. Like it's a fully legal hunt, it'd be fine. But I just felt like a little. It was fun chasing it. It was fun finding it. But it was just kind of like this. This area is like mowed. It's open and cleared. Like it didn't seem the most sporting shot to me. But there's always that, you know, you're always going to question like, you know, unless you're really on a real strenuous, you know, hunt, like, you know, is this a sporting shot? At least from my experience, like that's a question I've, I asked myself because I don't want it to just be a, you know, shooting fish in a barrel kind of thing. So in a way, I'm glad I didn't take it. You know, I want like a real wild backwoods hunt and let's see if I can do that. Oh, anyway, hunting's interesting. Now, doe season's coming up, so I might just go up and pop a doe because those are a lot easier to uh, to locate. So I might just do that quick. Also, my buddy Monty is uh, talking about inviting me to a uh, parcel of land he has down in Kissimmee and another one up in uh, near Live Oak. So hopefully this year there'll be some venison on the table. Um, I also set out to clear this little area of woods on my property. So my property obviously has a lot of woods <coughs> and they haven't been tended to in a long time. So they're pretty wild and overgrown. The land was fallow when I showed up and it's since blossomed into what I've learned, what I hold to be the most beautiful state of man and nature, which is in harmony Nature without man is is a bit too wild for, for at least my idea of beauty. And 
Uh, well, not always, but you know, at least in this case, like this natural world would be very, you know, the Florida woods is very jungly and overgrown and complicated is how I describe it. Like to even look, it's hard to find like a nice picturesque, aesthetically pleasing frame, so to speak. But when it's tended to by man and animal, it, it becomes a lot more pleasing. There's this like harmony. And I don't mean over, you know, mowed over like a golf course or anything. I just mean there's this harmony that happens when man interacts with land and the animals and, and it's not overdone in either way and it just works and it's pleasing. And I feel like over the course of my time there, it's it's gotten close, but there's still pockets that are, that are real wild, which is good because that means that there's work for me to do. Um, by no means am I trying to tame anything, but I want it to be a pleasing, nice place. Um, so I set out to clear this area just to create a little more room. Um, I, I, I thinned out this area because when I pull a trailer out or I pull my boat out, it's kind of where I do a lot of turning and there's this one area that gets in the way. I, I can't pull a full, a full turn because of it. So it's like widening like my little driveway. So I said, all right, I'm going to mark these trees, which ones I'm going to cut and I'm going to get to it. And I got my chainsaw up and running, cut down a bunch of these trees and then delimbed them by hand. I've been using my hatchet, my ax, um, pull saws. And then I said, you know what? Let me get a better pull saw. So I ordered this silky pull saw. Katana Boy 500, 500 uh, millimeters, I guess. And that thing, it's not easy, but it cuts cuts really nicely, really clean cuts. And I was using that to process the wood. And long story short, at the end of the day, I had that area cleared. I had a lot of lumber, a lot of firewood stacked. I have a lot of limbs for kindling and for the... Uh, for the wood-fired uh, water heater. The water heater attaches to this hot tub that I made, so a lot of fun times to be had in there. And uh, and nice clear area of woods to drive around in and, and more experience, and hopefully I'm more skilled now with my tools, and I definitely have the motivation to go thin out certain areas. You know... Um, I got this fire rake, so like when you're done and there's not all this like leaf litter and twigs around, you just rake it and pulls it into nice piles and we could burn that. So I kind of am getting into the idea of like doing a little forestry, like a little forest management on the property. Um, a, because it's pleasing. B, because it's nice to have wood and kindling. And C, I believe if done right, it'll mitigate any sort of fire, wildfire risk, you know, to create nice... <clears throat> kind of like uh, lanes so where you know if there is a fire it, it, it'll take longer for it to jump across the lanes keep my fence lines clear I was thinking about hopping the fence and maybe asking the neighbor if he doesn't mind that I do it on his property just cut it back you know 20 yards from the fence kind of thing that's a long-term project start doing stuff like that but yeah I had a great time I feel fit now I was going to sleep every night sore waking up sore you know which I love I feel tight my arms my back my legs feel nice and tight so it really is you know if you put in the work I feel like I don't know I've I don't know maybe I've touched on it with the podcast like there's some sort of harmony 
that happens with the land, the animals, and with you. You know, you end up becoming, like, if you just follow what you need to do with the land, it makes you into a better person. You know, it makes you the best person you can be, both mentally, physically, spiritually, everything kind of falls in line. At least for me, I, I don't know. I mean, I've read a lot of things. I don't know where I'm getting it from, but it just kind of feels right to me. So that's kind of my journey. Had a great week there. Had some friends visit. Long story short, a lot to talk about really, but I'll just save all that. Um, and then came back here and um, I don't know. It's weird back here. I've gotten to where it's become more and more clear each time I visit the cabin that that feels more like home now. Like that's my home. I feel like I truly belong there. I feel like my life is there. I'm happier there. I'm healthier there. I'm more excited to be there. Here, I feel like is a chore and I justify it. You know, my family's here and there's work here. So it's not like I'm here for no reason. But um, every time I'm here, I wish I was there. And it's not the case when I'm there. I don't wish I was here. Um, so <laughs> I think the message has been pretty clear to me over the years now that that's where I really want to be. And I'm, I have been taking serious steps to move my life in that direction. But I'm not going to do it drastically. You know, I'm patient. I have the fortune, the good fortune of being able to take my time and being able to set things up right to where it's the right way of going about it. And yeah. Um, and I think what's interesting is like, it's a whole new world now. Like when I was, when I came out to Thanksgivings ago, obviously like everyone was still loving city life, you know, for the most part, everyone I knew was like, you know, all about it, like clubbing, partying, everything, you know, business in the city, blah, 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 blah. Well, since this has happened, this Corona stuff, I couldn't tell you how many people are like, bro, like wish I had what you had. Like, man, you were ahead of the game. Like, oh, oh, I'm like you now or like all this stuff. Like I get it all the time, which is great. Like whatever, that's cool for them. And I appreciate the like tip of the hat and all that. But like what the point I'm trying to make is that like the world is fully, I mean, let's see. There are talks of vaccines changing things, but like I don't really see an end to it. I know that I'm a, I guess I'm a pessimist in this way, but I feel like there's going to be COVID-20 or some other bullshit that they throw on us. And I hope personally that this has been a, a reassure. It's, uh, it's almost feels otherworldly. Like there's some divine thing that's coming and been like, Oh, you're trying to go back to the city. Like, nah, stay focused on what your initial, what was initially motivating you to be out here. And it's like, that's the right thing to do. And I think it is. Um, it just, it's, it makes too much sense for it not to be, you know, to get back to basics, to focus on what you need to survive and providing that for yourself as much as possible and learning the skills that'll help you stay alive and, and improve yourself, um, in the real world, because this city shit is not the real world. And I feel like people are waking up to that more and more each day, the risks involved with being in the city, the veil has been pulled off of like the idea of safety of like oh the police will come the fire department will come and save you or like you know your neighbors will look out for you like nah that's never been really the case it hasn't been like that for a while and i think people are starting to realize that so yeah a lot of people moving out to the country and um 
I feel great that I did all the work that I did in the past couple of years, both tangible stuff and internal stuff and skills and improvements and all that. Uh, still a lot, still a huge way to go. I don't know if I'll ever itch that itch completely, but just feel like I'm doing the best I can at the end of each day or at the end of each week and be like, yep, 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 maybe I was lazy here or there or whatever, but like, you know, I'm generally moving forward and doing what I can to improve and do my best. So, you know, there's guys out West that have like huge land and they're remote and, you know, no one's coming out to them. You know, I'm in Florida, like it's very populous and not a lot of open space everywhere. So it's not the ideal situation for someone trying to remove themselves from other people. Um, but it's my ideal situation given the confines of my life. So it's my reality and then I'm going to do my best by it. If it leads me into a ditch, if it leads me uh, under a guillotine or whatever, so be it. But at least I did best the, my best by it. So that's that. So my plans, um, I have a new girlfriend. She's great. Um, if you know me, you know, probably know a little bit about her, who she is. I don't want to give away her identity on here, but, uh, she's great. Uh, we've been getting along really well. We just took a trip to New Mexico, which was wonderful. Um, got to see my good buddy, Robert and older roommate, Robert, my college best buddy out in New Mexico, which was beautiful. It was really, really special to spend time with him and just see the same person that I always knew, but just, and I'm sure for him, but just, you know, further along his path, farther along his path and growth and smarter and wiser and all that to see him doing really well is really nice. So, uh, we had a great time in New Mexico. Um, actually a great time to travel. I mean, I don't know, you know, it may not be very PC, but like the reality is like very few people are at these like national parks and you get, you're getting to see things without lines for the most part that otherwise might be very crowded sites. So we had a good time. We went to Bandelier National Monument or National Park, whatever it is. We went to um, Fort Union, which I never really knew about, which is beautiful, amazing. Um, just went all around Glorietta Pass, which is the site of the westernmost uh, Civil War battle. All of that. If, you, if you're into the Civil War, you're in American history, look up uh, the Battle of Glorietta Pass and look up uh, Fort Union. General Sibley of the Confederacy. Very interesting uh, <laughs> little uh, plan he had hatched and almost pulled off. Uh, it would have changed uh, the course of history, no doubt. So, yeah, I did that. That was wonderful. Um, girlfriend likes a cabin, which is nice. Um, she's getting a little motorbike. Oh, I've, I've been loving my, my dirt bike. I got a dirt bike around probably after I recorded the last episode. I've been riding this dirt bike, a DR200, just a little bike. And it's just been like my escape. I get to rip around the trails out my backyard. It's just endless, endless acreage of national forest. So it's really just like hitting the slopes. I call it like hitting the slopes, like someone who lives like, a, you know, at the base of a mountain gets to hit the slopes every day or whatever. For me, that's how I feel. I'm like the king of the slopes. But the slopes are made of sand and <laughs> buggy and treacherous. But uh, they're good slopes. I have fun. So yeah, I pack out my ham radio. 
I pack out some first aid, some water. I pack out some emergency kit, a knife, a gun, and a GPS, and I just hit the fucking trails and get lost. It's a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what is this? So, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much wrapping it up. There's a lot I could talk about, but, like, kind of, I feel like I touched on some special stuff that's been going on. For the time being, I'm going to be back and forth, but I think I want to spend more time, whereas in the past I used to spend more time here in Miami than at the cabin. I think going forward in life, I will be spending more time at the cabin than than in Miami. Um, As long as I have family, as long as I have business interest here, then that's where I'm going to have to be. But where I want to be is up there. So that's good. It's not bad. I kind of like it. I'm thinking of how, because I want to stay active. I like, you know, ever since I've been doing this podcast, I got the bug. I love the process of doing it. I love expressing myself that way. I love, for me, it really is like a, when I say the cabin log, it's really like a diary. For me, it's like a way to help process and organize my thoughts. In a, and it's been a better way of doing that than anything else that I do. So I really like doing it. And I'm trying to think of how... Since I'm going to be down here a lot, how do I continue when I'm down here? You know, because up at the cabin, I can keep chipping away, keep doing new episodes whenever there's worthy insight or things to talk about. But down here, I want to do something. So I'm thinking maybe I'll start another podcast. Maybe another podcast, maybe a conversational podcast, interviewing friends, interesting people, maybe something related to Miami Maybe something related, you know, I I do obsess over place, the idea of a place. So maybe something related to this place and the people here, you know. (laughs) So let's see what comes of that. The thought just occurred to me in the past couple days. Anyhow, uh, thanks again for listening. Hopefully this was an interesting podcast. Um, I'm going to bid you adieu and let this not be the end. We already had the end, remember part one and two. Let this be a new beginning of a new season, perhaps, a new chapter, and perhaps a new podcast. All right, be safe, take care of yourself.